Oh my gosh. Well, welcome to or welcome back to Tuesday Bro Tuesday. That's right. It's Tuesday Bro Tuesday time. You know, it used to be a live call-in show. It's not anymore, and that's fine. What we do nowadays is we sort of unpack some news. Wait a second. Why does this always happen? There it is. Now you now you know you're watching Tuesday Bro Tuesday. I don't know why I always do that. It only happens on Tuesday Bro Tuesday. But regardless, what we do nowadays is we sort of unpack some news as it relates to the world of vaping, uh, tobacco, tobacco control, harm reduction, nicotine, uh, policy, flavor bans, and the such as, you know. Uh, I say this every time, first and foremost, freedom guy. I'm a freedom guy, first and foremost. I'm a registered libertarian, so that's the lens that a lot of this news is going to get viewed through. In fact, we don't have a whole hell of a lot of news. I'm gonna hit you with some news right out of the gate, but what I wanted to talk about mostly today was uh, science, science. There was a gentleman, I believe it was a gentleman, doesn't matter, I'll say this person. There was a person in the chat last week who went by, sorry for you, you, and I don't know if this person is here today, but he came in to this chat last week as a little bit of like a skeptical person. I remember he said something like, uh, well, you know, everybody knows inhaling chemicals is, is never gonna be good for you. And so I said, oh, okay. Well, do you, would you like to see some science? And so at the very end of the last Tuesday Bro Tuesday, where we spent the whole time sort of uh, ragging on Governor Gretchen Whitmer, which is just something we like to do over here. It's just, how do you not rag on Governor Gretchen Whitmer? At the very end of that Tuesday Bro Tuesday, we did a little bit of science, you know, a little bit of Nick Guy the Science Man. Now, before we get into any science or, or anything like that, we're going to be reading boring medical journals. We're going to be... <laughs> We're going to be reading boring science papers, but they're full of great information. And I've tried to go through and pick some good ones and try to disseminate that information as best I can so that I can communicate it to you guys as cleanly and concisely as I possibly can. This is all inspired by Sorry For You You last week who was being a little bit of a skeptical person, which rightfully so, you should be. I think every, you should be skeptical. You should always be skeptical of everything. You should do a deep dive for yourself, for everything. But this, this was all inspired by, sorry for you, you. We're gonna throw some freaking vape science out there. It's time to debunk some stuff, you guys. I mean, not even necessarily debunk some stuff. We're just gonna try to get some science out there to, uh, you know, the the masses, the public, I don't know. I'm going to hand you guys off some of these links and we can share them wherever we feel. But a lot of these studies and science are really newsworthy. Just nobody's just nobody's reporting on it. That's the problem. How do you get the attention of the mainstream media? You just can't. Before we, uh, before we really start digging into the news, you guys, I want to give a quick shout out to MechMod Mike. Holy crap. MechMod Mike was having open heart surgery just a, a mere days ago, <laughs> mere days ago, but he's here. He's with us still. Fucking A, MechMod Mike. I'm glad you're here. Well, damn it. I curse. There goes my monetization. MechMod Mike, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you survived. Awesome. I think that's fantastic. It's great to see you. Thank you, everybody, for coming out today. I appreciate you coming out. I love Tuesday, bro, Tuesday. I look so much, so forward to it, and... At the end, look, at the end of this broadcast, at the end of this broadcast day, got a little bit of an announcement. And by a little bit, I mean it's kind of a big announcement. Going to have a pretty big announcement at the end of this vlog. 
uh, at the end of this vlog. This isn't a vlog. This ain't no vlog, bro. This is Tuesday, bro, Tuesday. <laughs> but we're going to have a little bit of a uh, little bit of an announcement at the end of this vlog that I'm really super hyper excited about. Hyper excited about, but we can't we can't get things going without a super chat from Christopher Murdoch. I appreciate you. Science, but she blinded me with science. I know. You're about to be blind <laughs> You're about to be blinded blinded by science again. In fact, because I saw a few people asking here before we get into any news uh, people were asking about type two updates. I know exactly. Chris Huller is doing it right now. I'm going to show you. Here's what I can show you. I got this great picture. You want to see a picture of it? Oh, baby. Look at that. Look at that hotness right there. This was uh, taken by Lee. He goes by vape underscore FBV, I believe, over there on the Instagram. He's been taking some dope shots of the type two. We have a whole mess of the black type twos in our possession in the United States. There you go. That's where I'm gonna leave it. We're waiting for all of the stainless steel to arrive so that we can actually, actually put these on sale. Of course, my Yo-Yo Cool Kids Club, you're gonna get first crack at it. You're gonna have first chance to buy it, and then it's gonna go on sale to everybody else, the rest of the world, uh, following that. Now, I get really nervous about this RTA because I love this RTA, but it's a real specific design and it's got a real specific purpose as far as vaping, how you vape it. It's a low wattage, high resistance, flavor banger, restricted lung, real old school design, real slick, clean aesthetic. That was the thing. Let me blow this up. Yeah, look at that. Real slick, simple, clean as fuck aesthetic. That's what I wanted in an RTA. I was sick of RTAs, you know, just looking like a fist, just a wad of metal and glass at the top of your mech mod. I thought, no, that needs to be slick. RTAs need to be slick and clean. So hopefully soon. I mean, I've, I know I've been saying soon for a number of weeks now, well over a year now at this point, but it's going to be, it's going to be, oh, yeah, who did that design on the bottom? Who was that? Look at that slick design on the bottom. Couldn't have been our very own Danielle Jones. Yeah, she helped me out hardcore with that, and it came out, I mean, flawless, you guys. Flawless. So do you want to get, let's get into some, uh, let's just jump into this. Let's just jump right into this news and advocacy. The first thing I'm going to throw at you, you guys, and like I said, Got some news, but we're mostly going to be talking about science, weird science, science. I can't say science. I can't say the word science without instantly wanting to sing the weird science music. I can't do it. Uh, Grim Green, Addy Tooney in the chat. You know, I'll figure a way to get a twisted frame staple in there. I, look, Addy, I know you'll try, buddy. I know you'll try. First thing I want to throw at you today, I uh, throw it at you constantly. It's the It's on this side. That's right. Veritas cohort study. Yeah, this is going to be a huge study. And if you can be a part of this, please try to be a part of this. I will post a link down in the description, but this is a study, a vape study that is, you know, uh, specific to people that have smoked less than 1000 cigarettes, but you are still a current vapor. If you're in the area that these are happening, if you meet that criteria, you can be a part of this. This is going to be a humongous study and I'm just I'm gonna po I'm gonna pimp this study out basically until you know in, until it's over until it's done. There is still we got a, we got a few Casa calls to actions happening, 
Still an active call, Kassah call to action. How many times does that make this? A, a thousand? Three thousand? Not even sure. There is still an active call to action uh, for the Protect Vape Mail call to action. We're rejecting S-1253. This is the vape mail ban. And I say this every time. You can follow this bill on GovTrack.org. And according to GovTrack.org, this only has a 42% chance of passing. 42% chance. That's it. That's to me, to me, that seems crazy low. I mean, to me, that seems crazy low that if we continue the calls to actions and maybe continue with phone calls and things like this, yeah, we could kind of get this, they could, could kind of get this mother turned around. There is still an active, yep, active call to action in Oregon. We're voting no on measure 108. If measure 108 passes in Oregon, Oregon is going to join the ranks of great states like California, Vermont, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey. I believe all those states, Ohio, maybe in there as well, that make vapor products more expensive than cigarettes. Yeah, that's crazy to me. If you wanted to use nicotine, which, listen, you're a free adult American. You should be allowed to use nicotine if you want to, just like you should be able to drink booze if you want to. If you want to use nicotine, it would be in your financial best interests to just smoke cigarettes than vape because vaping is about to be more expensive if you live in the state of Oregon and they end up voting yes on measure 108, but we need everybody to vote no on measure 108. Yeah, (laughs) heavy air quotes there. (laughs) Great state. (laughs) There is still also, while we're moving right along, still a Colorado CASA call to action. We're voting no on Prop EE. This is kind of the same thing as Measure 108 in Oregon. This is going to hit vaping with an, an obscene tax right out of the gate, 30% tax <laughs> right out of the gate, and then it's going to incrementally increase until 2027 where it's going to hit an all-time high of 62%. We're going to tax less harmful vapor products at 62% above retail in Colorado if we don't do anything about it. So all my Colorado vapors, I don't know if you're here today, but I hope you see this. <laughs> We're voting no on uh, no on Prop EE. Vote no on Prop Double E. Now, I don't. I haven't heard any updates about the Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona flavor ban. Uh, they had an ordinance meeting, uh, public hearing. Haven't heard anything. I'll post a link down in the description to the CASA call to action. I don't know if it's still uh, relevant or anything like that, but there is a Phoenix, Arizona flavor ban. Yep, Phoenix, Arizona flavor ban on the books. And then I guess lastly, right here, Michigan. This was all This is all we talked about. Yeah, it's called EE for rage. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Light Bear. But we still got Michigan to deal with, man. Governor Gretchen Whitmer, she's out of her mind. She's not suddenly a saint, okay? She's not suddenly a saint because she, some people plotted to kidnap her. That doesn't change her as a person. She's still awful. She, she is still terrible. And she's trying to push through another flavor ban in Michigan. She tried to do this once already. She tried to do this once already. Uh, didn't go through the court. Uh, the court 
basically said, no, you can't use your executive powers to do that. That's insane. So they kind of struck down that temporary flavor ban after, remember after, right after Ivali, the, the, the lung illnesses that had nothing to do with nicotine vaping, Gretchen Whitmer's reaction to lung illnesses that had literally nothing to do with liquid nicotine, already regulated, already legal liquid nicotine products had nothing to do with them. Governor Gretchen Whitmer, she decided, well, I'm going to ban flavored vapes because of an unrelated lung injury that happened from vitamin E acetate contaminated black market THC cartridges. That's how in touch some of these politicians are. That's how in touch Governor Gretchen Whitmer is with the uh, with the state of public health in her in Michigan. Too much talking already. Stay hydrated, my hydro homies. But yeah, so I'll post the link in the description. Another Michigan flavor ban. The saga continues. Yeah, and this is going to be a uh, this is going to be basically a permanent flavor ban from what I understand irreversible permanent permanent flavor ban which exactly Jeremy V remember the medical particles she got out there and did a press conference and talked about how there could be medical particles in the vapor and she even got on there I mean she had the gall to to get in front of a judge on uh, you know during a press conference and say that Oh, well, we don't know the connection between COVID-19 and our youths. It could be exacerbated because, you know, more of our youths are vaping. And she says, there's little to no science to support this, but I'm going to go out there on camera in front of a judge and just make it up and just say, hey, vaping could be causing our youths to get (laughs) COVID-19. There's literally no evidence to suggest that. This is just pure speculation right now, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. In fact, Jerome Adams did the same thing. Need to hold that guy accountable again. Jerome Adams did the same exact thing. He went on, I don't even remember what it was, USA Today, Good Morning America, something like that, and just said, well, it could be because we have a higher percentage of, you know, um, vaping and you know, that could be causing just talking out of their talking out of their dairy airs, talking out of their rear ends. She's no Ron DeSantis Republican. No. And you know what? I know. Yeah, I know you're a hardcore Republican uh, Southern comfort. And I and I, I enjoy that. I like that. I appreciate that. Vaping is not a partisan issue. It's it's never really going to be a partisan issue until people start taking sides. And it's hard to say that it's just Republicans that are pro vaping and it's just Democrats that are anti vaping because that's not what's going on. Uh, the vape mail ban was authored by a Republican in Texas. So authored, written, authored by, uh, John Corn Cornyn, Cornyn, John Cornyn, Republican out of Texas authored the vape mail ban and it instantly got bipartisan support instantly. So, you know, I don't really feel like this is a partisan issue. I think there's, I think I talked about this on the vlog already, but I think there's ways to appeal to both sides. If you're trying to appeal to Republicans in favor of vaping, you would take a different approach, I think, than if you were trying to, uh, you know, appeal to the left or Democrats about vaping. 
it would be very different approaches. Um, but thankfully, we have just a whole mess of science, a whole mess of science on our side, which we're about to, uh, which we're about to jump into. But honestly, good on Ron DeSantis. I'll, I will fist bump Ron DeSantis all day long for for vetoing that flavor ban in the uh, in the great state of Florida. All day long, Ron DeSantis. All day long. In fact, uh, who is the guy that we were talking about on the vlog recently? He he wrote a letter to Mitch Zeller, one of the one of the one of the senators from Florida. I can't remember his name. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. That's fine. Uh, one more thing. Uh, Josh had Josh in with a super chat here. It says, uh, hey, Grim, love your videos and your commitment to, to our right to vape. Keep up the good fight. Look, it's kind of all I know how to do really at this point is fight the good fight for vapors. But I appreciate you being here, John, and I appreciate the support. I'll, 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 it's something I'll always do. <laughs> I always do it. I feel compelled to do it. It's just it's it's the fire that's that's been ignited inside of me. Inside of me? All right. Inside of me. Nobody noticed that. Let me show you this. Where the crap did it go? What the hell? Oh, what the hell? Oh, what the hell? I'm missing a thing. I'm missing a thing. Damn it. Nicotine. Oh, oh, oh. Is it this? Yes, this is the tweet. So shout out one more time, Daniel Jones. Thank you. Sent this over my way. I missed this on Twitter. Um, You don't know nicotine. The movie, the movie, you don't know nicotine. The documentary, the groundbreaking documentary from Aaron Biebert, you don't know nicotine is going to be available to all very, very soon. That's the guy, Danielle. Thank you. Matt Getz. Matt Getz from Florida wrote a a really great letter. We read it on the vlog last week. Really great letter. Really great letter to uh, Mitch Zeller, the director of, uh, you know, tobacco products, FDA, tobacco, TCP. I can't ever remember. There's so many analogies and organizations and fucking people like I never thought in my life I'd remember the names of the governors in all of these states that are passing flavor bans. It's like, well, fucking Charlie Baker. You know, Gretchen Whitmer, Gavin Newsom. I never thought I'd remember all of these names. And now I have to start remembering like doctors and scientists names after reading all of these studies. All right, let's 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 debate with Southern Comfort a little bit more. If Biden gets into office, Harris wants to van vaping and take our gun rights. Not from me. I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. Absolutely. And you know what? That is the super that's the Republican stance. You know, that's the Republican point of view. Um, I, I look, and I don't know, I don't think I haven't seen anything that says that Harris wants to ban vaping. I haven't seen anything that, that Kamala Harris wants to ban vaping. There's one weird out of context clip from Joe Biden himself talking about if it's getting people sick, then of course we would ban it. And I don't care about the small businesses and that kind of stuck in my craw. But I think that was taken a little bit out of context as well. And to date, I haven't seen anything from Harris, uh, any of her statements where she talks about wanting, wanting to ban vaping other than the fact that she's from California and California wants to ban vaping. So that could possibly be a thing. Um, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that they'll succeed. You know, the desire to do something, they need to have support 
in, in the House and they need to have support in Congress for this. Uh, these things have to get voted on. Kamala Harris just can't get into office and become the VP and go, okay, all of vaping is banned. That's, that's not possible. That's not, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Uh, Trump has tried for four years now to repeal Obamacare and that hasn't happened. He wants to, but that hasn't happened. It doesn't mean he's going to succeed in that. He wanted to build a wall. We have a wall. I don't know if he's been to San Diego. We have a wall in San Diego. So no need. You can skip San Di- skip California. We got a wall. He wanted to build a wall. He wanted to make Mexico pay for it. Remember, that's what he said during his campaign in 2016. Has that happened yet? Ah. Just because you want to, even if they wanted to ban vaping, that doesn't mean that they can just get into office and ban vaping. The vice president and the president have less power than you think they do. And I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's the case. I don't think day one of a Biden Harris, you know, uh, victory, suddenly vaping would be banned and suddenly guns would be outlawed. I don't think that's how it would work. I think it would take years and years and years. And, uh, they need, you know, they need support. Like I said, they need support. So you can make as a candidate, you can make outlandish claims like I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And you have to remember that, oh, you need support of the house. Oh, fuck. You need support of Congress as well. And how's Congress leading? And oh, maybe you need the help, you know, the support of the Supreme Court as well. And they're going to have to rule on this. And, you know, these things can't be shoehorned in or jammed through because the American political system is just so bogged down with bureaucracy and red tape and, you know, hundreds of pages in these bills that people are reading. Maybe people are, are, are not reading. They move at a snail's pace. They move like cold molasses. <laughs> they just move so slowly that I think, you know, it's like t- trying to talk about the FDA, trying to review, you know, the million plus applications they got in for the PMTA. It's like, they're not going to, they're not going to have time to get through this. What are you kidding me? It's going to take them a decade to get through all of these applications. The government has no incentive to be efficient and everything they do literally takes forever. Literally takes forever. So back to nicotine. You don't know nicotine. You don't. You might. I don't know. Chances are a lot of people don't. But uh, Aaron Bieber, you don't know nicotine, tweeted this out today. It says, this is your day. Watch the groundbreaking documentary, You Don't Know Nicotine, from the comfort of your own home on November 20th. Yeah, that's right. It's coming out. Home release, November 20th. You can pre-order your copy right now at nonicotine.com. Now, this is a this isn't an ownership. You don't own the movie after this. You're simply paying the cost of basically what it would cost to go to the movies to see this. Like if me and my wife wanted to go see You Don't Know Nicotine in the theater it would cost about the same as this digital premiere that's going to happen on November 20th. It's about 16, 17 bucks, 16, 17 bucks. Not a big deal. Well worth it. I cannot wait. I'm going to pre-order mine. I hope that everyone would pre-order theirs and watch it on November 20th. I'm just trying to get this out there as much as humanly possible because, you know, with COVID and everything like that, it's, uh, it, uh, it, you know, just threw a big wrench into literally everybody's plans, 
I can't think of one person that hasn't had their plans changed because of quarantine, because of COVID-19, because of lockdown. Uh, it, it's messed everything up and it messed up their, their whole release schedule, their whole, you know, shooting and editing and release schedule of this movie. But this is a critically important movie that I think is going to just change the course of the discussion around vaping and nicotine in the United States if we can get enough people to do it. Yeah, Jim Bubba, look, I'll have a I'll have a watch party on my Discord. I think that would be uh I think that would be amazing. I think that would be amazing. I would love to do a live uh group, you know, watch party on YouTube. I'm not exactly sure how that would work, but uh I think this is going to be great. So, head over to nonicotine.com. In fact, here you go. Let's post a link right in the chat, right in the boop, right in the there. There you go. Now it's in the chat. It'll be down in the description as well. And like I said, this isn't an ownership. This is, you get it for 48 hours, I believe. Once you rent it, you have 48 hours to watch it. So you should watch it. You don't know nicotine. It's going to be great. November 20th. November 20th, coming to your home TV screen. Everybody ready to stay hydrated before we get into some science? All right. Okay, now that that news is out of the way, let's read some freaking science. Man, I wish I had uh, some sort of bumper here. Bum, 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 bum. Science. Let's get, uh, let's get to some of these super chats here. Uh, Southern Comfort. Matt Getz, yeah, also Republican from Florida. Gates. But, oh, is it Gates? <gasps> I'm sorry, Matt Gates. I've been saying your name wrong. Uh, yeah, Republican. And look, here's the thing. If you want to know how I vote... Southern Comfort. Here's how I voted. Uh, everything local. Uh, Casey and I did a deep dive on every issue, every measure, every ballot measure, every everything. We did a deep dive into, and we, you know, we voted for and against things like uh, yes on 22. I want to keep Uber drivers as contract workers. You know, as far as everything else goes, it's just it's just I vote Republican across the board, with the exception of who who I voted for for president. That's it. I I, I am firmly. I'm I'm very slightly left of center, firmly in the libertarian area. I think uh, I, I was a hardcore Republican for most of my life. I voted for Obama twice, and I've other than Obama twice, all I voted was Republican, and all I voted is Libertarian. That's it. That's where I stand. So, uh, Matt Gates, Matt Gates, Republican from Florida. Let's shout out Matt Gates. Matt Gates, someone send this clip to Matt Gates and say thank you for your letter to Mitch Zeller. <laughs> thank you for your letter to Mitch Zeller. Uh, John, very gracious of you. Aren't some people afraid it might try to show vaping in a negative scope? Uh, no, because this movie's not about vaping. Um, it's not about vaping. That's how you know that it's not. <laughs> that's how you know it's going to not show vaping in a negative scope because this movie is about nicotine. Period. I mean, I don't know how to end that. Period. It's about nicotine. I have high hopes for this movie, John. I think you should too. Southern Comfort hasn't messed up my plans. I was going to ride. I've been riding. Get hot trim. Been getting it. Make money. Been making it. Well, shit. You, you mean to tell me it didn't mess up any of your plans? You didn't have plans to like, I, I'm going to go to a Disney World, but Disney World's closed or 
I'm going to go out to dinner or there's a bar I really like going to. I want to go to this bar that's like my favorite bar and get my favorite beer at my favorite bar. That wasn't even messed up. All right, Southern Comfort. Well, you're the only person. And you bought a new Street Glide. And you bought it. (laughs) I appreciate you being here, Southern Comfort. Messed my plans up. Messed a lot of plans up. So let's jump into some... uh, Weird science, 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 science. No, it's not weird science. It's just it's just science, science. So what I've been doing for the last year, probably longer, maybe be, maybe too longer is hell no, Southern Comfort. All right. Well, shit, I guess it, COVID-19 really did not affect your day-to-day at all. Affected my day-to-day. Uh, what I've been doing for years now, I feel like this has been going on for two years, maybe since 2016. So what is that? Three years ago, four years ago. Good Lord. What is time anymore? Four years ago, I just collect studies and articles and everything. And I put them in one bookmark folder on my Google Chrome and it's just called 510. That's the folder. And when you open 510, it's like, oh, did you want to look at 10,000 links? And it's all, you know, some of it you can tell when you're going through it, you're like, oh, this is when Evali happened, right? Because there's like 18 different, you know, Evali reports and Evali studies and Evali papers and Evali news reports and things like that. But I've just been collecting stuff over the years, just straight up collecting it. And so I went through, tried to sprinkle in some new stuff, but I went through and I just picked out a few of what I I think are really important studies, uh, really important sort of, you know, scientific uh, papers on vaping. And I mean, medical papers, I don't know how to say it, epidemiological studies uh, on vaping, uh, quitting success rates with vaping. We're gonna talk a little bit about Public Health England. We're gonna talk a little bit about COPD. We're gonna talk about this first one right here. The effects, let me get, let me, hang on, hang on, hang on the edge of your seats because this is about, this is about to get wild up in here, you guys. It's time for some science papers. It's time for clinical, boring science papers. The effects of e-cigarette aerosol emissions on respiratory health, a narrative review. So this is a, uh, I'm glad you're here, Lion. Lion Robbie. Are you a lion? That's fucking cool. Welcome, Lion Robbie. This is a paper done by Ricardo Peloza. Um, now, this is one thing I want to stress before we talk about any of this science stuff is I am definitely not a scientist. 100% not a scientist. Science and biology were the only subjects in school I did well in. Everything else was, I mean, I barely graduated high school. I'm convinced that if my grandmother didn't work at the high school I was going to, that I would not have passed high school. But I did. I did it. I got a, grad, I got a diploma and everything. I made it out. Not a scientist, not a doctor in any capacity. I'm just simply reading already published studies and papers and trying to disseminate this information as best uh, as best that I can. So the abstract of this, we're just going to be reading portions of these papers. You could spend weeks reading all, all of these papers. If you wanted to read every word of these papers, it would take you weeks. <laughs> it would take you weeks. Kevin Owens, if you joined the Cool Kids Club, email my wife, Casey, C-A-S-E-Y at grimgreen.com. 
She will get you hooked up into the Instagram and hooked up into the Discord so you can see all the streams and all the hang times and all the good times we have on the Discord. That's how you do it, Kevin. Or email me, nick at grimgreen.com. Email one of us. We'll get you all set up. So here we are. We're still talking about the effects of e-cigarette aerosol emissions on respiratory health, a narrative review. Due to the uptake in use of e-cigarettes, evidence on their health effects needs to inform, is needed. I'm already off to a bad start. I'm trying to read these in my most professional, newscastery type of voice, and I'm already messing up. Let's start over. Let's just take two. Let's pretend that didn't happen. Jump cut. Just put a jump, just put a fucking jump cut right here. Due to the uptake and use of electronic cigarettes, evidence on their health effects is needed to inform healthcare and policy. Some regulators and health professionals have raised concerns that the respirable aerosols generated by electronic cigarettes contain several constituents of potential toxicological and biological relevance to respiratory health. And respirable, respirable, just means you can breathe it in and out. They're respirable. You breathe it in and out. You breathe in vapor, breathe it out, that's respirable. Smoke, same thing. Anything you can inhale and exhale, that's respirable. I've had to do a lot of Googling today to figure out some of these words, and it's a little bit ridiculous. But they do contain several constituents of potential toxicological and biological relevance to respiratory health. Yeah. So... Uh, In this study, it says we covered, uh, we critically assessed published research on the respiratory system investigating the effects of electronic cigarettes in preclinical models, clinical studies of people who switched from e-cigarettes to tobacco cigarettes and population surveys. So this isn't any like sort of science or survey from scratch. This is Peloza and his team critically assessing. This is a critical assessment of existing preclinical and clinical studies around respiratory health and vaping. How's that sound? Good. Does that make sense? I'm just trying to explain this the way that I kind of like, I want it explained to me, like explain this to me. Like I'm a nine year old. That's how, (laughs) that's where I kind of go with this. We assess the studies for, for the quality of their methodology and accuracy of their interpretation. To adequately assess the impact of electronic cigarette use on human health, addressing common mistakes and developing robust and realistic methodological recommendations is an urgent priority. The findings of this review indicate that electronic cigarettes under normal conditions of use demonstrate far fewer respiratory risks than combustible tobacco cigarettes. Yeah. Electronic cigarette users and smokers considering electronic cigarettes have the right to be informed about the relative risk of electronic cigarette use and to be made aware that findings of studies published by the media are not always reliable. Yeah. Big yeah right there. Findings of studies published by the media are not always reliable. And this is what You know, we've seen this really very recently when Michelle Mitten was on Tuesday, Bro Tuesday. We talked all about the Stanford study, quote unquote Stanford study that was, you know, a self-reported online questionnaire. And then they came to this, you know, these ridiculous conclusions. This is basically saying, look, (laughs) findings of studies published by the media are not 
always reliable. So I'm going to scroll down here. And by down, I mean like it's a novel. This is a novel. It's very thorough. It's very robust. They go over every excruciating minutia of detail that you that you possibly can in here. But I'm going to get down here to the expert opinion. What's the expert opinion? We're going to go past conclusions. Expert opinion. The media isn't reliable. How, can you believe it, Stephen? It's just not reliable. It used to be, and it should be, you know? Here's the thing. Can I rant about the media real quickly? No, let's get down here to the expert opinion. I don't think that the media needs to portray this like aura of unpartisanship, unbiased, like this is the no spin zone. I keep it real and I'm completely 100% unbiased and that's how I report the news. No, First of all, nobody's completely 100% unbiased. That's impossible to do. And, you know, once upon a time, the newspapers were called like the Daily Republican. Like here, we're Republicans. We think the Republican Party can do no wrong. And here's the news. So that when you read the Daily Republican, you go, okay, well, this is geared, obviously, and slanted towards being a Republican. And that's how they report the news or the weekly Democrat. And you go, oh, okay, well, at least you know the news source is biased so you can form your own opinion based on how this biased news source presents presents their their media or their news. And that's I mean that's the way that should be plainly obvious. If you if you click over to uh you know and maybe I'm painting with a pretty broad brush, but if you click over to CNN, you know the slant and this and this twist that they're going to put on things, the spin that they're going to put on things. Alternatively, if you watch Fox News, you you kind of go, "Okay, I know where Fox News is coming from. I know that the I know the slant and the twist that they have. So when I watch Fox News, you kind of have to step outside of that and realize that some of the information you're getting could be twisted a little bit, maybe just a little bit, just to fit their agenda, their little narrative, you know, just to fit it. And I don't really see anything wrong with that. I would love if news reporters got on the news. If, if, uh, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Sean Hannity? No, what's the other guy? Tucker, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson got up there on the news and said, I'm Tucker Carlson. I'm a Republican. I think Donald Trump can do no wrong. Here is the news. Then you can go, okay, that's who I'm getting the news from. So this is the twist. This is the spin that's kind of going to be on it, you know? This, this illusion of anti-bias is, uh, it's ridiculous. Even I'm biased. I'm biased towards vaping. I'm a libertarian, so I'm a little bit biased towards that ideology. Water, I'm biased towards water because I want to stay hydrated. Expert opinion. There is growing evidence to support the relative safety of electronic cigarette emission aerosols for the respiratory tract compared to tobacco smoke. Yeah. Public Health England estimated on the basis of a review of 185 studies that vaping an e-cigarette is likely to be at least 95% less harmful than smoking a regular cigarette. In 2016, the Royal College of Physicians reaffirmed this figure, estimating the risk of long-term inhalation of e-cigarette aerosol to, un to be unlikely 
to exceed 5% of the risk associated with long-term cigarette smoking. This review article shows that although some potential effects on respiratory cell types can be shown in vitro, the low levels of chronic irritation of the respiratory tract can be anticipated at certain levels of vaping. These effects are much less than those of smoking. The clinical evidence confirms that e-cigarettes are unlikely to raise significant health concerns for the respiratory tract under normal conditions of use. Former smokers using and smokers intending to use electronic cigarettes as a substitute for smoking should receive the correct information about residual risks and potential benefits of these products. Promoting further access to electronic cigarettes may offer an opportunity to reduce or prevent some of the otherwise inevitable burden of respiratory morbidity and mortality caused by tobacco smoking. There you go. C- clear as day, clean as crystal. With it, that 95% comes comes into play and maybe we hear 95% so so often that we don't hear about uh, the 5% worth of harm. And, and I know I have a very vivid, vivid memory of talking about this in a vlog in 2000 something, 2017, got to be in 2017 when there was a big study talking about the, the, the harm from the potential harm from vaping from e-cigarettes is likely to be 5% that of smoking. And so I kind of posed the question, look, if you know this, if you know that when you vape, you're getting 5% of the harm, if you're like a default baseline, perfectly normal, healthy person, you're going to incur 5% of the damage from smoking while you vape, would you still cons- would you still continue vaping? The overwhelming answer seemed to be, well, yes, of course I would continue vaping because it's 95% less harmful than burning tobacco, burning deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes. So there's one study right there. I'll post a link down in the description. And like I said, I would encourage you, just, just read some of this, dig into it. I mean, they go over... Everything in this study, they talk about uh, the potential that flavors have on it. They talk about high and lower wattage devices on it. They talk about thermal degradation of PG and VG and at what temperatures those start thermally degrading. I mean, this is a this is a critical analysis of multitude of studies, multitudes of studies, and that's the conclusion they came to. So. I'll have links, boosh, down in the description, 9,000. In fact, I'll just put this, why don't I put it in the chat right now? Anybody watching right now? There's the link. Just open it and bookmark it so that when someone talks about respiratory health and vaping, you can go, actually, did you hear about this study? Uh, Dr. Ricardo Peloza did a critical analysis of like under 150 studies and he came to the conclusion that, yeah, vaping is at least 95% less harmful than burning deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes and it could be a gateway, a really effective gateway off of traditional tobacco. Did you hear about that? That's what you should be <laughs> You don't have to do that. So that's one study down. I saw a couple super chats pop in there. I knew one of them was from Southern Comfort. Hell no, that's right. A lot going on. Keep the faith. That's right, living hints. Keep the faith. 
I'm going to try to keep the faith as best I can. Southern Comfort, MSNBC, owned by Bloomberg. CNN is trash. Fox equals facts. I watch it for the actual news. Well, look, you, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Get One thing that I would encourage everybody to do, and this is not directed at Southern Comfort, watch Fox News. Get your news from a lot of different places. I follow on Twitter uh, plenty of verified blue check marks from both sides of the aisle. I follow uh, Steve Gates. Who is that guy? Steve Gates. What does I say his name? Matt. Matt Gates. I follow Matt Gates. Uh, you know, I follow Crowder. I follow a lot of conservative guys. And I also follow a lot of uh, lefties as well. And I need to get my news from both sources. I, I just have to. I just have to because in the same way that you can't trust CNN, I can't completely trust Fox News. I just can't. Just can't. Their track record shows I cannot 100% trust Fox News in the same way I can't 100% trust MSNBC or 100% trust CNN. You have to get your news from multiple, multiple sources because it's all in that messaging, you know? Messaging, it's targeted messaging. We don't just get the news. We don't get data. We don't get, you know, just this thing happened. That We don't get that. Fox will put their own like, oh, well, look at this happening over here. Here's how we see it. And MSNBC and CNN will do the same thing. They'll go, well, nope, actually, here's the same thing that happened, but this is how we see it. You have to have to get your news from multiple sources. Please, please get your news from multiple sources. Don't just take one person. I mean, and even with vape advocacy or news or whatever, watch me, watch Phil and Dimitri, watch uh, Wayne. I know he does some advocacy stuff. Get your news from a few different places. I might be putting my own weird libertarian bias spin on all of this news. You don't know, you can't trust me. I don't know. You can trust me. I try to be as objective as humanly possible, but uh, I do appreciate it when people do hit that like button. Danielle Jones, I'll catch you on the flip side. Let's get into some more science. How about this? I got a bunch of things lined up and I'm hoping that we can get through most of them. Here's uh, here's science number two. This is uh, evaluation. So all of these are published in medical journals. The first little study I showed you there. Where was this published? Uh, Taylor Francis online. I don't, I can't see what journal this was published in. Uh, the journal of respiratory medicine. That's where the previous study was published. This one is published in the NIH, the national library of medicine. This is the national center for biotechnology and information pubmed.gov evaluation of respiratory symptoms among youth e-cigarette users. What? Youth e-cigarette users? Respiratory symptoms? Ha! Huh. Now, as we read some of this, we're just gonna, we're gonna read little bits of it here and there. I try not to take things completely out of context. I try to have a full thought in there, including what's before and what's after it. But when I read this study, and it's just a quick little study, when I read this study, I get the idea, I get the feeling, you know, I get the vibe that this was a study that was done with a predetermined outcome in mind. Like they wanted to find 
some sort of like respiratory issue, respiratory, you know, uh, infliction, uh, affliction, I should say, infliction. That's not the same. Some sort of respiratory affliction that they could use on youths and vaping and how this only affects youths and, and it's bad for their respiratory system. Like it seems like they set out to find something bad. They set out with a, a final goal already established and then they kind of just wanted the science to get them there because this hasn't been promoted or published anywhere in the mainstream media. Nowhere in the mainstream media has this been, a, been, uh, been published or reported on at all. Use of e-cigarettes among youth has increased in recent years. E-cigarette aerosol contains chemical constituents such as diacetyl and benzylaldehyde, which are known to affect the respiratory system. The objective of this study is to examine the association between electronic cigarette use and self-reported wheezing, wheezing, (laughs) wheezing in a cohort of U.S. adolescents. Yeah. (laughs) So they basically set out to prove somehow that self-reported wheezing, (laughs) wheezing was just because of vaping. These kids wouldn't have been wheezing otherwise. Kids are telling me that they're wheezing. We need to figure out why they're wheezing. I bet it's because of vaping. Let's do a study to prove that vaping causes wheezing. Let's do that study. Self-reported wheezing in the past 12 months, yes or no, and e-cigarette use, no use in past year or never use in the past year, use in the past 30 days, whatever. So, sorry, I was just reading how they did this. Let's, you want to look at the results? Let's look at these results. Among 7,049 adolescents without asthma, and they did this in multiple uh, waves. So this, is a, this was a path, this was a path study. And I tried to look into this. The PATH study is done by the FDA Centers for Tobacco Products, the CTP. They do this annually. It was launched in 2011, uh, and it stands for uh, PATH, PATH study. Yeah, PATH, uh, I don't know what PATH stands for. I don't know what PATH stands for. But this, this, so done in multiple waves, multiple waves. Among 7,049 adolescents without asthma from waves three and four of the PATH study, 49.9% were female, 54.4% were non-Hispanic white. In adjusted models, the odds of wheezing in the past 12 12 months were higher for use that had used e-cigarettes in the past year compared with those that had not. Yeah. So they just, you know, they just proved their point. But here's the problem. In the adjusted model, after controlling for the variables of race, ethnicity, household rules about the use of tobacco, contact with a smoker in the previous seven days, and current use of combustible tobacco cigarettes, the association of electronic cigarette use with wheezing was not significant. In this cohort study, the use of electronic cigarettes alone was not associated with increased odds of experiencing wheezing episodes. 
Couldn't find it. Couldn't make the connection. They got to this study and just went, damn. Well, it turns out that the use of electronic cigarettes alone is not associated with increased odds of experiencing a wheezing episode. And then they'd be sure to say, well, but still, even though we didn't find it, which good on them, scientists should do this. Even though we didn't find this, we still need more data to be objectively clear and understand the potential respiratory harms associated with vaping among adolescents. I'm assuming they're not gonna find any. Wheezy, was he one of the seven dwarves? See, Wheezy, I thought that was a, uh, I, I thought that was a Kanye West album. Am I, am I way, am I so out of touch? Am I so out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. Wheezy, that doesn't have anything to do with, uh, with, Con- with Mr. West. With, with, uh, with Kanye West. I'll post a link to this study down in the description as well. So, you know, if you're on social media and they're talking about youth vaping and how it's so bad for them and uh, blah, 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 whatever, you can go, actually, actually, you can be Oscar Nunez from The Office. You can go, actually, uh, they did a study of 7,000 adolescent uh, vapors. Yeah. They found that e-cigarette use alone was not associated with the any increased odds of uh, respiratory uh, wheezing. <laughs> you know, I've never really said wheezing before this day, and now I have officially said wheezing more than I have ever said another word. Uh, J.D. America, let's do a couple of these super chats while I'm at it. J.D. America, glad you liked the pumpkin. Star Wars and vaping. Star Wars and vaping all day. Fuck yeah, Star Wars and vaping all day. Yeah, JD on Instagram was that Instagram. He did a <laughs> he did a hydro homies. He did a Death Star pumpkin. Oh, that's Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne is associated with wheezing. Okay, I don't know. I thought it was uh, Kanye Kanye West. Yeah, he did a Death Star pumpkin, and he had a laser in the Death Star like array with a laser coming out of it and he was vaping and the laser was caught in the vape. It looked awesome. It looked awesome. Made my day. Here, I'll get this off of here. Uh, Southern Comfort, Grim, I won't watch CNN because they won't tell you about actual riots, uh, actual riots and call it a protest. They won't tell you about Biden's corruption, but they'll tell you about Trump's misspelling on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Yes, 100%. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) This is what I'm saying. Wouldn't, wouldn't you, as, as Mr. Southern Comfort, knowing what you know, believing what you believe, wouldn't you want someone who watches CNN to not watch CNN? Wouldn't you want someone who's getting all of their news from CNN to just maybe take a step back a little bit and go, okay, well, where else can I get the news? You know, what, what does Fox News have to say about this? You know, what does Phil DeFranco, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, object, what does Steven Crowder have to say about this? What does this company have to say about this? What does this person have to say about this? Wouldn't you want that for them? That's why I want you people who just watch Fox news to just take a step back and get your news from a multitude of sources because the truth is the truth is in there, but the truth isn't always what's presented to you. We get targeted messaging. We don't get just events. We get targeted messaging, clickbait. Clickbait has become, you know, it's whatever. It started on YouTube and it's like, 
Did these girls' bikini tops pop off when I sprayed them with a fire hose? You can click here and whatever, find out. And then it all, nothing, you know, you click on it and it's like, nope. And then that's it. All they want is clicks. All they want are big shocking headlines to get you the clicks. And they're going to do that using the same news. They could take the same news source, the same news event, and Fox News will give it their headline to get the most clicks, and MSNBC and CNN will give it their headline to get them the most clicks. That's what I'm, this is what I'm trying to say. Did that make any sense? Am I just talking? Rhett Falls, very gracious of you. I got some knife stuff to trade for some vape stuff. What? Email me, Rhett Nick at GrimGreen.com. Just email me. Um, it's hard for me to say no to knife stuff. I love me some sharp knives. Southern Comfort, one more time. Wheezing, Banjul, Fick. Yeah, exactly. Just ban 50 milligram salt nicks so that nobody will wheeze ever again. And I'm trying to think if I've ever wheezed. I don't ever remember wheezing. I've coughed from vaping before. I've coughed from... Uh, hitting like a big, big stacked tube mech with an RDA. It's like at a 0.25, you know, I've coughed from that. Uh, sometimes if I hit a jewel or like a salt Nick, uh, I don't even think I have one. Let me get my, my, my mug of pods. It's my mug of pods. I don't think any of these are salt. Nick. Yeah. This one's salt Nick vapor lax, banana ice. That's strong. I mean, that's just strong, but it didn't really cause any wheezing. I wouldn't say that I wheezed, but sometimes they do hit me sideways. Sometimes they do hit me sideways. And no, for the record, we shouldn't want to ban Jewel, Southern Comfort. You should know that, Republican guy. I don't want I don't want to ban Jewel. I don't want to ban cigarettes. I don't want to ban anything. <laughs> End the war on drugs. End the Fed. Uh, Matthew, that's very gracious of you. Thank you for all you do, Grim. Legion, Lean Back Vapes, Pennsylvania. Fuck yeah, Lean Back Vapes, Pennsylvania. PA, up there in PA, dealing with all your own nonsense with, with flavor bands. It's ridiculous. Living hints. Uh, puffing is an age-old remedy. If today was 1840, COPD may need some bloodletting. Ah, yes. Thankfully, science changes as more evidence becomes available. You know, that's what, that's one of the great things about science is that it's a living thing. You know, you know, you can try to get to the moon 15 different times and you can fail each time and you can learn from those and improve the science of aerodynamics and the science of solid rocket boosters to eventually the collected works of science will get a person to the moon. will get a person into space. If science never changed, we'd still be, you know, cutting out pieces of our brains because we have schizophrenia. It's ridiculous. I don't know where I got off on that tangent. Ranger man, that's very gracious of you. Path pathologically avoiding <laughs> truth and honesty. Uh, no, I, don't, I genuinely don't think that's what path. Uh, I genuinely don't think that's what path stands for. But let's move on to another, another, a little piece of science here. Oh yeah, I wanted to share this as well because this is really, is this the right one? Yes, okay, this is the right one. This is what really started everything in 2016. Yeah, exactly, James. Leeches, just leeches. <laughs> leeches. Oh, you got a headache? I got some leeches. 
I mean, and they used to put like, I mean, cocaine. Coca-Cola had cocaine in it. And they were like, oh, miracle tonics. And it's like, well, what's in here? Oh, it's mostly cocaine. Okay. Yeah, good. <laughs> Glad. So I want to put this out there to uh, some more science. We're going to be talking a little bit about the uh, Royal College, you know, the RCP. RCP in 2016 put out this study, nicotine without smoke, tobacco harm reduction. And this was kind of one of the first times in my vaping career that I had heard the term tobacco harm reduction. And I just went, yes, fuck yes, yes a thousand tobacco harm reduction. That's what this is. Because when I first started vaping in, way back in 2009, I didn't, we didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know the science. There was no science back then. I didn't know if these were worse for me, better for me. I didn't know anything. All I knew, all I had at that time was anecdotal evidence. All I had at that time was I'm not smoking cigarettes. I feel way better. I can breathe easier. I can taste my food. I can sleep through the night without coughing up awfulness. I can do all these things purely anecdotal, but I just felt like Vaping is better for me than smoking. It has to be better for me than smoking. So I just kept vaping and I kept trying to tell everybody, well, you should really try vaping. And then as the science started coming out, it just started reaffirming everything that I believed about vaping. And then the Royal College of Physicians just in this one crystallizing moment released nicotine without smoke, tobacco harm reduction. And I went, yep, 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 there it is. There it is, tobacco harm reduction. I don't know what's going on with Cheech, but what's 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 up with Cheech? And Cheech, are you talking shit in the chat? We don't do we don't we don't really like to put up with that kind of stuff here, but that's okay. Thankfully, I have some really great moderators. Do I have enough moderators in the chat today, Addy Tooney? You're like the head king moderator, so I just want to make sure that your job uh, is easy and you, and you can dictate to you know you can uh, delegate <laughs> delegate to people. Yeah, great point, Irvin Irwin. Um, if you guys are here right now, go ahead and like that, like that smash button or smash that like button as, smash it, smash the like button. Just hit it. If you like it, even if you don't like it, just hit the like button. No one's gonna, you know, no one's gonna hold you accountable. No one's gonna hold you accountable. Oh, an advocate for Liberty is here. Should I put on my advocate for Liberty face mask? I'm apologizing in advance for, uh, any noise that you hear going on. They're finally working on our kitchen. It's literally like 10 feet away from me and they're cranking away and hammering and like pulling out tiles and things like this. So I apologize for any noise. Uh, I had a super chat here before we get too far into the Royal College of Physicians. Tanker Monkey, uh, one hour argument with my life insurance on not being a smoker and how vape is not the same as tobacco. Very frustrating. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's what I did. (laughs) Here's what I did for that. I just lied. When they said, do you smoke? I said, no. And then that's it. That's where we left it. I didn't say, but I vape or, oh, but I vape nicotine. They, they won't get it. They won't understand. This is pearls before swine. You, they will not understand it. You just say, do you smoke? No. Or, you know, if you smoke weed, you say, well, smoke what? If they ask you if you smoke, you say, I do not smoke cigarettes. There you go. Question answered. Do you smoke? No, I don't smoke cigarettes. That's all you have to say. I try not to reason with, I tried not to reason with my life insurance adjuster, you know, 
talking about, well, you know, I, I vape, I've been vaping for a few years. And even he came to the conclusion, he's like, well, we'll just put you down as a non-smoker. We'll just, that's fine, non-smoker. Just say, no, I don't smoke. Royal College of Freaking Physicians released nicotine without smoke, tobacco harm reduction. Now, the Royal College of Physicians, I don't know if people understand how huge and important and powerful this organization is. The Royal College of Physicians is made, I mean, it's been established since like the 1800s, 1815 or something like that it's been established. The Royal College of Physicians represents 64-ish thousand doctors worldwide. So when you see a statement from the Royal College of Physicians, this is the professional opinion of roughly 64,000 doctors worldwide. The Royal College was, hello, Ruff McGruff. The Royal College was the first group of doctors, the first organization of doctors that first made the link between cigarette smoking and lung cancer in 1962. They did it. They released the paper and it came with paper and science and guidance. And yes, smoking definitely, definitely unequivocally leads to lung cancer. This is before they even started associating it with things like emphysema or COPD and things like this. They're the first ones that did it. It took the United States eh, two-ish years to catch up. It wasn't until 1964 that the Surgeon General finally released his report, the Surgeon General report, linking smoking and lung cancer together. And even then, there wasn't even like a real huge shift. Cigarette manufacturers didn't have, could still advertise all over the place. All that they had to do was carry the Surgeon General's warning. And the Surgeon General's warning didn't say anything about lung cancer. It just says, uh, what did it say? Cigarettes can be harmful to your health. Yes, yeah, smoking can be harmful to your health. Surgeon General warning, smoking is harmful to your health. That's all they had to put on there. That's it. How long is the rest of the world and the United States going to take to catch up to nicotine without smoke, tobacco harm reduction, as it took us two years, well, you know, two years of people dying from cigarette smoking to even before the Surgeon General even warned the public, before he even said, Hey, you know, I lo- I know like the majority of you guys all out there smoke like crazy because we just promote it everywhere and there's giant smoking billboards and we got the Marlboro Man and we got Chesterfield Cigarettes magazine in every magazine ad, you know, across the nation. It could be bad for your health. Could be bad for your health. It took years and years and years and years and years and years and years before any sort of legislation or regulation over 21, you know, we got tobacco 21 now, but before anything happened, it took years and years because again, the government moves at a snail's pace. In fact, hang on. I wanted to read this one thing. Hang on. I have a bunch of these bookmarked. My wife, my wife, who is an incredible, incredible woman. She got me this book for Christmas. Yeah. Let's, let's move this. Yeah. Uh, this is a uh, hundred years of alcohol and tobacco ads. And I love it. I love this book. I constantly go through here and I've been putting uh, little stickers and markers. So you can see like, look at this lucky strike ad from the 1950s. They're just like fucking smoke, just smoke. See this beautiful woman. You can be like this. You can be like Marlene Dietrich and just smoke lucky strike cigarettes. 
What was this one? Ah, uh, yes, here we go. This is the one, one little blurb that I wanted to read out of here. Um, in 1970, so the Royal College of Physicians first linked smoking with lung cancer in 1962. Uh, Surgeon General came out with his report in 1964. And in 1970, listen to this little news bit. In 1970, R.J. Reynolds, R.J.R. Reynolds, fired 26 scientists who also did studies linking cigarette smoking to lung cancer. Their own scientists, 26 scientists from R.J. Reynolds said, basically, yeah, Royal College of Physicians is correct. Uh, smoking leads to lung cancer, uh, you know, empirically leads to lung cancer. They just got fired. They said, what? You're fired. <laughs> it, as late as 1970, that was going on. So if you think about the idea that this all started, lung cancer thing started in the 60s. It wasn't until the 70s that anything kind of got done about it, which leads me to believe that the fight to save people, the, the fight to do the right thing, the fight to reduce the harm from smoking in the world, it's just going to take even longer. You know, it's just going to be even more of an uphill battle. Um, yeah, so this is a Pall Mall ad from 1989. 1989. Look at this Pall Mall ad right here. Pall Mall cigarettes. Yeah. 1989. Little Surgeon General's warning on it. All it says, cigarette smoke contains carbon monoxide. So imagine it's the year 1989 and you're a smoker and you're looking through a magazine and you think, I need a new brand of cigarettes, damn it. What about Pall Mall? It tastes, its taste breaks through. Wow. I want a smooth smoking flavorful cigarette and I'm going to switch my brand to Pall Malls now that I've seen this ad in my mini trucker magazine, right? Oh, Surgeon General's warning, cigarette smoke contains carbon monoxide. What's carbon monoxide? I don't know. I can't research it. I don't have the internet. I'll just, I guess I'll just smoke. I guess I'll just smoke. Anyway, this is a, this is a really great book. I go through it often uh, and I post uh, old tobacco ads on Instagram sometimes from it. They just fired their scientists. Carbon monoxide. Cigarette smoke contains carbon monoxide. Okay, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I have no I have no internet. What am I going to call uh, my high school professor? Call my buddy, Dave. Yeah, no, it's Nick. Yeah, still smoking. Hey, I'm thinking about switching to Pall Malls uh, because of the flavor, but it says that they contain carbon monoxide. Do you know what that is? You don't know what that is either? I don't know what that is either. Oh, it could be what comes out of a car? Oh, like car exhaust. Shit. But it says may contain carbon monoxide. I'm probably, yeah, you're right. I'm probably fine. Yeah, I'll talk, we'll smoke cigarettes later in my house because it's the 80s and we smoke everywhere. Okay, bye. What's carbon monoxide? I don't know. Key recommendations here from the uh, Royal College of Physicians, nicotine without smoke, smoking is the biggest avoidable cause of death and disability and social inequality in health in the UK. Provisions of nicotine, the provision of the nicotine that smokers are addicted to without the harmful components of tobacco smoke can prevent most of the harm from smoking. Nicotine replacement therapy, NRTs, so this is patches, gums, 
is most effective in helping people to stop smoking when used together with health professional input and support, but much less so when it's used on its own. E-cigarettes are marketed as a consumer product and are proving much more popular than NRTs as a substitute and a competitor for tobacco cigarettes. E-cigarettes appear to be effective when used by smokers as an aid to quit smoking. E-cigarettes are not currently made to medicinal standards and are probably more hazardous than NRTs. However, the health hazard arising from long-term vapor inhalation from e-cigarettes available today is unlikely to exceed 5% of the harm from smoking tobacco. Technological developments and improved production standards could reduce the long-term hazard of e-cigarettes. There are concerns that e-cigarettes will increase tobacco smoking by renormalizing the act of smoking, acting as a gateway to smoking in young people and being used for temporary, not permanent abstinence from smoking. However, the available evidence to date indicates that e-cigarettes are being used almost exclusively as safer alternatives to smoked tobacco by confirmed smokers who are trying to reduce harm to themselves or others from smoking to quit smoking completely. There is need for regulation to reduce direct and indirect adverse effects of e-cigarette use, but this regulation should not be allowed significantly to inhibit the development and use of harm reduction products by smokers. This regulation, we're going to come back to this, this regulation, the regulation like that's happening in California, like the regulation that's happening in, in Colorado, like the regulation that's happening in New York, like the regulation that already happened in, uh, in Massachusetts and already happened in New York and already happened in New Jersey and didn't happen in Florida. This regulation should not be allowed significantly to inhibit the development and use of harm reduction products by smokers. However, in the interest of public health, it is important to promote the use of e-cigarettes, NRT, and other non-tobacco nicotine products as widely as possible as a substitute for smoking in the United Kingdom. So this is it. I mean, this is the original, original Tobacco harm reduction, nicotine without smoke. This is where the 95% less harmful number comes from. And like I was saying earlier, science is a living thing. You kind of just, you dig your hands in it and you mash it around. And, you know, science will always be rediscovered. Uh, one of my heroes, Pendulette, love Pendulette, Pendulette from Penn and Tiller. There would be no Nick Green. There would be no Grim Green without Pendulette. I'm just going to say that. Pendulette, one of my heroes. He taught me how to think critically and be a little bit more skeptical of a person, but also be a much more open-minded person, but not so open-minded that, you know, your brains fall out. You need to have this balance of skepticism, cautious skepticism, and, and open-mindedness. And he said, if civilization was was just our memories were erased like one day all of civilization we can't remember anything we would still discover the wheel we would still build and manufacture cars we would still discover you know vaccines and diseases and science and and eating and health and nutrition and we would we would absolutely rediscover all of those things 
science. Science changes based on, you know, more, more data, more evidence. And you can, and you know, one of the, one of my favorite things is, you know, scientists enjoy being disproven and being proven wrong about things. If I'm a scientist and I think, nope, this is the right way. Apple's are green and you can't convince me otherwise. And then there's more evidence that says actually Professor Nick uh, or Green, as did you want me to use? I don't know, Professor Green. There's there's uh, there's new evidence here that shows that apples are, are actually uh, red and sometimes yellow. And I would go, oh shit, well, I guess I was wrong before. I'm glad I have this new evidence so that my point of view is now the correct scientifically aligned point of view. Speaking of growing science and changing with the times, uh, Public Health England recently, uh, as recent two years later, in 2018, hi, not Dash. How you doing? I heard you're not Dash. Z-O-M-G-L-O-L-J-K. Public Health England updates this yearly. They updated it in 2017. They updated it again in 2018. Public Health England published publishes independent expert uh, expert e-cigarette evidence review. New Public Health England e-cigarette evidence review undertaken by leading independent tobacco experts provides an update on Public Health England's 2015 review. The main findings of Public Health England's evidence review are that in 2018, Vaping still poses only a small fraction of the risks of smoking and switching completely from smoking to vaping conveys substantial health benefits. E-cigarettes could be contributing to at least 20,000 successful new quits every year and possibly more. E-cigarette use is associated with improved quit success rates over the last year and an accelerated drop in smoking rates across the country. Many thousands of smokers incorrectly believe that vaping is as harmful as smoking. Around 40% of smokers have not even tried an e-cigarette. There is much public misunderstanding about nicotine. Less than 10% of adults understand that most of the harms from most of the harms to health from smoking are not caused by nicotine. The use of e-cigarettes in the UK has plateaued over the last few years at just under 3 million. The evidence does not support the concern that e-cigarettes are a route into smoking among young people. Youth smoking rates in the UK continue to decline, just like in the United States. Regular use is rare, just like the United States, and is almost entirely confined to youths that have previously smoked just like it is in the United States. Uh, yeah, so this is Public Health England's update, and I wanted to read you uh, this. There's, there's a few, there's, one, there's two or three great quotes in here, and I want to read you mm, all three of these. All three of these. Maybe, maybe I'll read all of them. Do I have time? I don't have time. Whoa, I really don't have time. Anne McNeil, uh, are there seriously only, well, we're going to go a little bit long today. We're going to go just a hair long today. And I apologize for that. But you know, when we're talking about science, we're just doing science. No, I have a uh, sinusitis 
I have eternally stuffed nose. I have one nostril that is sometimes clear, and then it'll switch to this nostril that's sometimes clear. I think I got it from inhaling uh, ski wax fumes. Sorry, CJ in the chat asked if I was sick, and I got that stuffy. I don't have a... Oh, you don't have to delete that. I don't... I, 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 it was from waxing. I worked in a ski shop in Lake Tahoe, California for... Uh, about seven or eight years, I think, and uh, people would come in and say, oh, I need my skis, bro, they need a tune-up, or bro, my board needs a tune-up, and I'd go, Psh, all right, I got you, fam, and I'd, you know, fill in gaps, like fill in gouges with P-Tex, and that has fumes coming off of it, and when you're, you know, sharpening the rail on a snowboard or on a ski, it's like, you know, there's metal particulates flying all over the place, and of course, this is just a locally owned, like, Bob ski shop, so, you know, we're not wearing PPE or anything like that. And when you wax skis, you use an iron and you melt the wax on the iron and there's just fumes from that and fumes when you're ironing it on there. And so I'm pretty sure I just inhaled a bunch of wax fumes over the course of seven years because ever since then, I have not been able to breathe clearly out of both nostrils at the same time. It happens, but it is rare. It is rare. Still got an announcement coming up, Billy. Don't even trip. Huge announcement. Incredible announcement. Really excited about this announcement. Uh, Professor John Newton, uh, he is the Director for Health Improvement at Public Health England. These are three quotes from him. Every minute, someone is admitted to the hospital from smoking with around 79,000 deaths a year in England alone. Our new review reinforces the finding that vaping is a fraction of the risk of smoking, at least 95% less harmful, and of negligible risk to bystanders. Yet over half of smokers either falsely believe that vaping is as harmful as smoking or just don't know. It would be tragic if thousands of smokers who could quit with the help of an e-cigarette are being put off due to false fears about their safety. <laughs> Professor John Newton, he is the Director of Health Improvement at Public Health England. It would be tragic, kind of like in the United States, where we just let people die while we spin our bureaucratic wheels, arguing, you know, two parties arguing with each other. No, my way's right. No, my way's right. I kind of want to go, uh, people dying. It's no big deal. I know we're not of huge concern to you politicians, but... Citizens are dying. Americans are dying. It would be tragic if thousands of smokers who could quit with the help of an e-cigarette are being put off due to false fears about their safety. Doesn't that sound like everything that's going on in the United States right now? Doesn't that sound like, don't you just want, like I want John Newton, the Director of Health Improvement at PHE, at Public Health England, to just have a sit down, like one-on-one -on -one meeting with Gretchen fucking Whitmer. And they could just sit there and talk. And Gretchen Whitmer would go, well, what about the medical particles? And John Newton would just go, well, <laughs> what are you talking about? What are, seriously, what are you talking about? Well, I heard there was medical particles in them. Well, you're an idiot. You know, I, I would love that. I want that to happen. Uh, ooh, I want that to happen so badly. I want that to happen so badly. Let me do, yeah, Public Health England. Okay. Uh, shit. I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time. 
Uh, what's up, Nick? I had a super chats. Let's do some super chats here. Vaping with the super clubs. What's up, Nick? Johnny here. Uh, tuning in from Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. I just paid for my sub for You Don't Know Nicotine, November 20th. I also put in my position, my submission to our commission, looking into tobacco harm reduction. Boosh. Ah, if I could give you two fist bumps, I would, Mr. Vaping with the super clouds. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Thank you for doing your part. I'm really excited about that uh, Australian, that new Australian commission on tobacco harm reduction. Hopefully they look to the UK. Hopefully they look to the RCP, you know, and get some good information. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Ranger man, ex-smoker was all I told my doctor when he asked. Yeah, absolutely. I also asked to have my lungs monitored. So unbeknownst to him, he'll be doing a study on vaping. (laughs) Ranger man, you deserve... Something. I don't know what I can give you. You want me to sing to you? Ranger man, you're the man. Okay. Tim J is very gracious of you. Less harmful, but so what? Exactly. Uh, Hello, Nick. Shout out to my dad that just passed away. John Jenkins, a great man. Ah, hospice for four weeks. I'm very sorry to hear that, Tim J. My heart goes out to you, man. This is for Tim J and this is for Tim Tim J's... Father, John Jenkins. Rest in peace, John Jenkins. Damn it, Tim J. That's not what I wanted to hear right now, but my heart goes out to you, man. I mourn in, mourn in the way that's right for you, you know? M- mourn in the way that's right for you. I appreciate that. Damn it, Tim J. Uh, Living hints, that reminds me to pick up some ski wax being north of the 49th parallel. Being north of the 49th parallel, oh, you're telling me you're going to go skiing? Look, I'm I'm jealous. I miss skiing. Uh, I would like to go skiing. Let me throw a few more of these out here. I got them all lined up. New England fucking Journal of Medicine, pardon my French, a randomized trial of e-cigarettes versus nicotine, replacement, therapy, NRTs, patches, gums, lozenges, things like sprays, you know? little little nicotine spray little cool rush berry blast nicotine spray in your mouth yeah vaping uh vaping works better than all of those things e-cigarettes are commonly used in attempts to stop smoking but evidence is limited regarding their effectiveness as compared with that of nicotine products approved as smoking cessation treatments here we go um, 886 participants. Uh, the goal of this was sustained abstinence. So this took place over the course of one year. This is a 52 week study. I believe this was a 52 week study. Um, 886 participants. So the, the goal was sustained abstinence. So what could make a cigarette smoker, not smoke a cigarette for the longest duration of time? And they covered they covered everything in this. They measured carbon monoxide levels. They asked about uh, nausea. They, you know, they asked about sleep habits. They focused on throat irritation, respiratory symptoms, respiratory function. This was a huge deal. This was and is a huge deal. Methods. Look, this is how they did it. Uh, I don't need to tell you this bottle of 18 milligram free base e-liquid. Um, and then one group had free base 18 milligram e-liquid and a 
what they call, I believe, a second-generation refillable e-cigarette. So I'm not 100% sure what that means. That could be a Joytech like twist or something like that. I don't even know. Could be like the old Ego Twist. And, uh, you know, I don't know. That's just what that could be. If they use better technology, they may, you know, may have been even more. Um, so let's go to... Uh, Let's go, let's scroll all the way down here to the discussion because that's where all the good stuff happens, you know? That's where all the good stuff happens. Measures, here's the results. There's all sorts of charts. Again, these are medical, <laughs> these are medical journals. So it's, uh, it's a lot, it's a lot to read. So here's the conclusion. You ready for this? Randomized trial of e-cigs versus NRTs. E-cigarettes were more effective for smoking cessation than nicotine replacement therapy in this randomized trial. This is particularly noteworthy given that nicotine replacement was used under expert guidance with access to the full range of nicotine replacement products and with 88.1% of participants using combination treatments, which means all that was on the vaping side was here's your e-cig, here's your 18 milligram liquid, there you go. What was available to the NRT side was, hey, basically everything. Lozenge isn't working, here's a patch. Patch ain't working, here's some gum. Gum ain't working, here's a throat spray. That doesn't work, you can use both. You can use multiple ones. Use multiple ones together. Use a gum and a lozenge and a patch. Chew on the patch, eat the patch, stick the lozenges to your forehead, spray your eyeballs with nicotine. You can use any combination, don't spray your eyeballs with nicotine. You can use any combination of these and when you're using these NRTs, which you can use any combination, I'm not sure if I mentioned that, you'll have behavioral like, you know, support for this. You'll have someone, you'll have a counselor like support that you can talk to. Our trial showed a stronger effect of e-cigarettes than previous trials. This could be due to the inclusion of smokers seeking help in quitting, the provision of face-to-face -face support, and the use of refillable e-cigarettes with a free choice of e-liquids. Previous trials focused on, uh, they provided limited or no face-to-face -face support and used first-generation e-cigarette cartridge products. Refillable devices are generally more efficient at nicotine delivery. So they gave the vapors, the e-cigarette users, the e-cigarette group, whatever choice of e-liquids you want, whatever choice of e-liquids you want. And when that happened, when they made that shift and said, here, you can use any e-liquid you want, the success rates went, went up even further, went up even further. This is a pro-flavor argument. There's just no way around it. They mention flavors in this, and they also mention, like I just said, free choice of e-liquids led right to more success in this. The trial provides some indications of why e-cigarettes had better results than nicotine replacement treatments. As in previous studies, e-cigarettes were more effective in alleviating tobacco withdrawal symptoms and received better ratings than nicotine replacement therapy. They may have also, uh, they may also have allowed better tailoring of nicotine dose to individual needs. And this is another great thing where maybe some of them needed 50 milligram salt nick. Maybe some of them only needed 20. Maybe some needed 18. Maybe some needed 18 sometimes and three sometimes. Maybe some needed 50 sometimes and, you know, one and a half percent nicotine sometimes. You have to meet the user where they are and provide the user with what they need, flavors and nicotine levels, as well as more efficient vapor products in order to be successful. 
this is just uh, this is just an incredible thing. Um, just an incredible thing. I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times. I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but ultimately, uh, almost twice as effective, almost twice as effective, and twice as preferable, preferred to than to than to uh, NRTs. So I'm gonna have a link in the description to the New England Journal of Medicine. Uh, that great study there. What about what's this one? What, what, what do we got here? Uh, e-cigarette and adult smoking evidence from Minnesota. Okay, so this isn't like uh, science, science in the sense that it's not like epidemiological science. They didn't measure your respiratory pathways or you know your heart health or your cardiovascular things like that. This is simply based. This is an exercise in taxes. This is an exercise in taxes because, again, what do we see happening in the United States? Oh, we got Oregon, California. It's going to be more expensive to vape than to smoke. So in this study, they basically, here, I'll just read it. We assess how large tax increases impacted smoking cessation among adult smokers. And they're using Minnesota as an example because right now Minnesota has a 95% wholesale tax on vapor products. We assess how large tax increase impacted smoking cessation among adult smokers. Estimates suggest that e-cigarette tax increased adult smoking and reduced smoking cessation in Minnesota. Not super shocked by this information at all relative to the control group uh, and imply a, uh, no, uh, I didn't want to read this part, cross elasticity, that is ridiculous. Our results suggest that in the sample period, about 32,000 additional adult smokers would have quit smoking in Minnesota in the absence of this enormous tax. If this tax were imposed on a national level, if they imposed a 95% wholesale tax at a national level, they estimate 1.8 million smokers would be deterred from quitting smoking. The taxation of e-cigarettes at the same rate as cigarettes could detour more than 2.75 million smokers nationwide from quitting. The public health benefit of not taxing e-cigarettes. The public health public health benefits if you don't tax e-cigarettes. However, that must be weighted against the effects of this decision on an effort to reduce vaping by youth. So basically what Minnesota is doing is in order to keep youths from using nicotine in an e-cigarette, which as we established is far less harmful for you, far less addictive for you, and will aid in smoking cessation for currently addicted adult smokers, in order to keep the youths from getting their hands on that deadly, deadly nicotine, they're literally willing to let people die. Huge tax, that's, uh, you know, what that's a that's a drop in the that's a drop in the bucket. Uh, Thirty-two thousand adults in Minnesota who are not going to quit now and will subsequently probably succumb to, you know, all of the death and disease that is involved with burning deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes. They're cool with that, dude. They're cool with that. They're cool with letting people die. Every day that the United States has this back and forth with vaping, like, oh no, it's really bad. Oh no, it's actually really good. Well, we need to come to an answer soon. Yeah, fucking A right we do because 
hundreds of thousands of people are dying while you just bicker about whose science you believe and the youth vaping epidemic and Scott Gottlieb and him saying, well, no, these, you know, these can't be an on-ramp for youth. You're right. You know what? They can't be an on-ramp for youth. Let's deal with that later and let's stop people from dying, Scott. Boggles my mind. And this is something, you know, the same Minnesota tax. We saw the same thing in, uh, in San Francisco when they banned outright banned vaping. What happened? Cigarette sales went way up. Did it keep youths from getting vapor products? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So I'll post a link down in the description um, to that study. Let's skip this one. So this one is, is something I'm going to skip. This is, uh, uh, what does that say? What does that say? This says the benefits of e-cigarettes and smoking reduction in a pulmonary health among chronic smokers undergoing lung cancer screening programs at six months. Okay. Um, uh, um, <laughs> I don't, I, I'm running out of time and I kind of want to go through this whole thing because it's really, really good. Here, I'll just jump you down to the conclusion. Again, this was published in the National Library of Medicine, the National Center for Biochemistry Information, PubMed.gov. Um, the results, conclusions. So again, headline, benefits of e-cigarette. See, and science papers like this always have really long, super boring freaking titles. Benefits of e-cigarettes and smoking reduction and in pulmonary health among chronic smokers undergoing lung cancer screening program in six months. <laughs> conclusions. After about six months, about 20% of the entire sample stopped smoking. Participants who used e-cigarettes with nicotine smoked fewer tobacco cigarettes than any other group after six months. Our data adds to the efficacy and safety of e-cigarettes in helping smokers, reducing tobacco consumption, and improving pulmonary health status boosh. This was a clinical trial, improving pulmonary health. Get it. I'll put a link to this down in the description as well. There was this one as well that was about uh, asthma and asthmatic smokers. This one's crazy. Um, yeah, see, this one's crazy. Um, uh, so basically, they looked at asthmatics. Says e-cigarettes are marked as safer alternatives, blah, blah, blah. Here in this report, here we report for the first time the effects of e-cigs on subjective and objective asthma parameters, as well as tolerability in asthmatic smokers who quit or reduce their tobacco consumption by switching to electronic cigarette products. Cool. So they got a bunch of asthmatics and put them through, put them through this grueling study. You know, you can be a part of this Veritas cohort study. So here we show for the first time, first time improvements in asthma control AHR and pulmonary function in asthmatic smokers who quit or dramatically reduce their tobacco consumption by switching to e-cigs. These preliminary findings are of great consequence considering that many asthmatic patients continue to smoke and seem uninterested in quitting, a paradox that may be explained by the highly addictive nature of tobacco smoking and the remitting clinical nature of, as of asthma. Particularly in its mild to moderate forms, the success with e-cigs observed in these patients 
patients may be explained by the great compen- compensa- compensatory 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 effects of e-cigs, both physical and behavioral. This study has demonstrated that lung functions of smokers with asthma may improve when stopping smoking for a sufficient period of time. The level of improvement was small and likely to be clinically irrelevant, but statistically significant. In asthma, there have been two previous studies looking at the effect of quitting smoking on lung function, and our respective findings are in agreement with the positive results of these prospective studies. Taken together, the evidence suggests that the harmful effects of smoking on the asthmatic airway can be reversed. Reversed. If you're a smoker and you have asthma, switch to vaping immediately because your asthma can be reversed. Reversed, bro. Tell me that's not some hot science action right there. And in addition, you know what else can be reversed? Let me get to this last one. You know what else can be reversed? Health effects of COPD smokers who switch to electronic cigarettes, a prospective, a retrospective, prospective, three-year follow-up. This was a three-year study done. And their aim was... Uh, we present findings from a long-term perspective assessment of respiratory parameters in a cohort of COPD patients who ceased or substantially reduced conventional cigarette use with electronic cigarettes, baby. Yeah. So look, there's going to be nothing new under the sun here. I'm going to read this last little part. I'm going to read this last little part. We'll throw some links in the description. Let's get down here to the discussion. So they made, uh, they, they did check-ins with these patients at, you know, yearly. It was like 12 months, 24 months, and that went on for three years. Over an observation period of three years, reversing COPD, by the way, over an observation period of three years, only two patients from the COPD electronic cigarette user group, both were dual users, relapsed into smoking. Relapse prevention may be another way by which electronic cigarettes contribute to individual and public health. This is important consideration given that smokers with COPD are known to perform poorly in smoking cessation programs due to their high relapse rate. Perhaps the fact that electronic cigarettes reproduce the smoking experiencing experience and accompanying rituals with large com- compensatory compensatory effect at both physical and behavioral levels may explain the low relapse rates in this study. <sighs> there's, there's so much more to read to this, but I need to get to this part. The, the present study, this study, suggests that regular electronic cigarette use ameliorates several health effect indicators in COPD and demonstrates that these beneficial effects may continue in the long term by markedly reducing the number of conventional cigarettes smoked per day and hence exposure to their numerous hazardous toxicants. E-cigarette use may not only enhance COPD outcomes, but may also bestow an overall health advantage. Therefore, electronic cigarettes may be exploited as a less harmful strategy to potentially halt or reverse 
COPD-related outcomes, and in general, reduce the risk of smoking-related disease or the harm from smoking-associated comorbidities. Just fucking slam dunk. Vaping can straight up reverse your COPD. Even if you got it bad, even if you have COPD and you're smoking, you know, you kind of get, it's like voting. You know, you think, well, what's my vote going to matter? No, your vote matters. Your vote definitely matters. Maybe not as some as others, but it definitely matters. If you have COPD and you're smoking, I kind of feel like if that was me and I was smoking and I had COPD, it would be one of those like, well, the damage is done, right? I got COPD. I'm just going to keep smoking. The damage is done. Damage ain't done by a long shot, my man. If you switch to vaping literally right now and abstain from all combustion, you can reverse your COPD. That's amazing. That is amazing. So now that we're running long, I'm going to put links to literally everything I talked about, literally everything I talked about down in the description, down below. I appreciate you guys coming to hang out. I have one quick announcement that I wanted to do. There is a, there is a change coming. There is a change. Let me hydrate and let me have a quick vap and let me check the super chats. Keep the super chats till the end. Rhett Falls, back in the yo yo Cool Kids Club. Bro, welcome. Welcome back. I'll see you tomorrow on that Instagram live stream, fam. So, changes. There's some changes coming. I have a big announcement, and that announcement is now. Hi, I'm Perd Happily. I have a big announcement, and that announcement is what I'm about to say right now. Big changes coming to Tuesday, bro, Tuesday. First things first, we're changing the name of the show. I'm changing the name of this Tuesday program, and I hope everybody can get on board with that. I don't know why my, my, my video is so choppy. It doesn't look that choppy. Maybe it's OBS. Maybe OBS can't handle this nonsense. I'm changing the name of Tuesday Bro Tuesday from Tuesday Bro Tuesday, listening to the winds of change. Oh, that's not the, you, that's not the reference you were making, Miller Man? We're changing the name of Tuesday Bro Tuesday to... It's basically going to be the, be the same. It's going to be called Tuesday Bro Newsday. Yeah, I kind of just kind of just say it the same exact way. Instead of Tuesday Bro Tuesday, it's Tuesday Bro Newsday. I want this program, this live stream to have its own more unique individual identity. I started doing Tuesday Bro Tuesdays back in 2016, and the idea was that it would kind of just be the vlog light. You know, like I had the vlog and it was this monster of a program and I kind of wanted to do something a little bit more fun, you know, review some vape stuff. Uh, I used to try vape stuff I've never even tried before. I had that one segment, Grim Green reviews a vape thing that he's never even tried before. I had that. It was like, to me, it was like vlog light. And that's what Tuesday Bro Tuesday was for a while. And then it just kind of ran its course. And I said goodbye to Tuesday Bro Tuesday. And then the live stream of Tuesday Bro Tuesday came back and we kind of focused a little bit more on the news and advocacy side of it. It was the same show, but really it was only the same name of the same show. Didn't have really anything in common with the previous Tuesday Bro Tuesday. Well, now here we're on Tuesday Bro Tuesday. We're doing a lot of news. I've been having a lot of guests. So I'm changing the name to Tuesday Bro Newsday. And with that, I would like to make the extra special Super awesome announcement that 
I'm going to have a co-host on this show finally. I've been looking high and low, scouring the internet, up and down for someone that I want to be a co-host with me on this on this program. If I'm Howard Stern, I need a Robin, you know? I need that subject matter expert. I need that person that we can have a discussion about things, that we can report the news, and we can do it in a really fun and entertaining way. Next week, my new co-host will be joining me, and my new co-host is the one and only, that's right, it's Danielle Jones, everybody. Yeah, Danielle effing Jones. She is uh, one of my advocacy heroes. She's, she's brilliant. She's intelligent. She's smart. She's really funny. She's really conversationalist. And I really like that. We have a little bit differing whatever of political ideologies and things like this, but I think that's going to be a really big, uh, really good component of this because we have the ability, right, to just communicate and talk and we're both coming at this from maybe little different angles, but we're both coming at it as like, we have to defend vaping, we have to get the news out there, so... Next week, you guys, we're going to have, uh, it's going to be a whole new show. You're barely even going to recognize it anymore. We're going to have the official launch of Tuesday Bro Newsday. It's going to be me. It's going to be Danielle Jones. And we're just going to be spreading that truth butter. Get a big knife. Get an apple pencil. Spread the truth butter. You dig the truth butter out of the internet. And then you spread it all over yourself and, and all of your subscribers. I love Danielle Jones. I think she's going to be an incredible addition to this stream. So next week, it's going to be Tuesday Bro News Day with my new co-host, Danielle freaking Jones. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm just beyond excited. I'm. If there was a way to be beyond excited, that's where I would be. I would be way past excited, way past overjoyed. Uh, this is incredible. I think this is going to be awesome. And so I hope you would all give a very warm welcome. I know Danielle Jones had to take off. She knew that I was making this announcement. You know, we've been talking in secret, you know, behind the scenes. This isn't going to be, this isn't a surprise <laughs> to her. <laughs> it's not a surprise to Danielle. But uh, if you see Danielle Jones, just say, welcome aboard. Thank you. Let's do this damn thing. I feel like with me and Danielle kind of steering this uh, Tuesday Bro Newsday show, I think it's going to get a lot better. You know, we're going to need to find our feet a little bit, but overall, I think this is going to be a net benefit, not only to you guys, but to the world, uh, to news, to vaping, to tobacco harm reduction. And I'm just, I, I'm beyond excited. I'm beyond excited. Uh, let's do, so thank you guys. That's the big announcement. Um, yeah, Danielle's bringing the ice cream and pizza. Yeah, pizza party, bro. You didn't know? Truth Butter Tuesday. See, Truth Butter Tuesday, Truth Butter Tuesday was in in the mix of names. I wanted to call it Truth Butter Tuesday or I wanted to call it Tuesday Truth Butter, but I think ultimately Tuesday Bro Newsday is going to be the the coolest best transition. Working on a new logo, I got a new intro. Kind of ready to go. Might be the same old intro for a little bit until I can adjust, but uh, it's going to change everything. It's going to change the whole dynamic of the show. We're going to have an, another subject matter expert here. And, you know, Danielle already helps me so much. She is an invaluable resource when you're trying to report on vaping and tobacco control and tobacco harm reduction. And even when I'm doing 
the news in the vlog, I'll get text messages from Danielle and be like, oh, I think you meant this. Oh, I think you meant that. Oh, here's that thing. Here's that thing you were looking for. You know, you know how, you know, there's always the computer guy like they were talking about in Spider-Man Far From Home where I want to be the computer guy behind the scenes. She was that for me for a very long time. And now she's just, now she's going to be front and center. She's going to be front and center here shooting the shit with us. And I think it's going to be uh, spectacular. PSS, just freaking awesome. We need some more Danielle Jones in our lives. Right? 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 So this is going to be next Tuesday. I, I hope you all will come out. Tell your friends. Same time, same channel. New name, new co-host. Uh, don't even know what we're going to talk about. I'm just so excited. I've just been so excited planning this. Haven't thought about any content. What are we going to talk about? I don't know, but it's going to be great. And uh, I hope we will. We can all welcome... Uh, we can all welcome Danielle Jones. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to have guests or anything on ever again. Of course, we're going to have guests on, uh, but it's going to be me and Danielle with the guests. And uh, I think it's going to be really great. I'm really excited. So let's hear it for Danielle Jones. And uh, I guess I'll go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you guys. Seriously, so much for coming out. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for caring. Thank you thank you for, for giving a shit uh, about fighting for our right. We're in this together. I'm on your team. I have your back uh, always and forever. And I don't care what your political ideology is. I want you to be able to remain smoke-free. And I want every smoker in the United States, every smoker in the world, to be able to quit the way that we got to quit, to be able to quit the way that I got to quit. That's just awesome and easy and fun and enjoyable and tasty. And it's like, you know, it is really like you get your life back. It really is. And that's why I do this. So thank you guys for coming out. Hope you enjoyed the science. Feel free to share and spread around this science anywhere you want. Facebook, whatever, social media, just bookmark them, uh, keep them. Cool. I know it's a good choice and advocate for liberty. I agree. I agree. But thank you so much guys for coming out. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, Remember that no matter what anybody tells you, Vaping is at least at least 95% less harmful for you than burning deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes. So yeah, you guys, let's keep on vaping. Be excellent to each other. Peace.